What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number five of this series, Transparently Trans. This episode is going to be all about top surgery. Everything you need to know about what top surgery is, what kinds there are, how expensive it is, how accessible it is, and what exactly goes on during top surgery. FTM top surgery is a gender-affirming procedure for transgender men and non-binary individuals that creates a masculine chest. Top surgery involves breast removal, subcutaneous mastectomy, and male chest contouring, and may also include free nipple grafts or nipple areola resizing and repositioning. What differentiates top surgery from a general breast reduction is the goal of contouring a more masculine looking chest rather than just simply removing breast tissue. Now I want to make a quick side note here. In this episode I'm only going to be talking about FTM top surgery or the top surgery that involves the goal of masculinizing the chest. MTF top surgery is a whole nother subject and completely different from this one. So I'm just gonna be focusing on FTM top surgery today because honestly, that's what I'm way more familiar with and it's a lot more relatable to my own experience. Top surgery is the most commonly performed gender reassignment surgery for transmasculine people. Top surgery helps one to live more comfortably, improving psychological and social functioning and it may be the only surgical step that one takes in their transition. The different types of top surgery include buttonhole technique, double incision or DI, inverted T or T anchor, keyhole, and periareolar. I'm going to go more into detail on each of these procedures later in this episode, but first I just want to talk about top surgery in general. Top surgery includes removal of most of the breast tissue, removal of excess skin, removal of the inframammary fold, and reduction and repositioning of the nipple areolar complex. The choice of top surgery is largely based on chest size and skin elasticity. Individuals with small breasts with good skin elasticity are good candidates for periareolar or keyhole surgery. Those with moderately sized chest, about a B cup, with good skin elasticity have the options of periareolar, buttonhole technique, double incision, or inverted T. Individuals with large chests or moderately sized chests with poor elasticity have the options of buttonhole technique, double incision, or inverted T. And last but not least, those with very large chests are just limited to buttonhole technique or double incision. Note that skin with poor elasticity, often due to years of binding, can limit the surgeon's choice of procedure and adversely affect post-operative results. Revision surgery is common. Removal of quote-unquote dog ears, reduction and or repositioning of areola, nipple reduction, or additional liposuction. So we're gonna start out with the most common type of top surgery, double incision. The double incision top surgery procedure, or DI for short, 
It's the most widely used technique and is ideal for those who are medium to large chested. During this procedure, the skin on the chest is opened along two horizontal incisions at the top and bottom of the pectoral muscle. The muscle itself is not touched. The skin is pulled back and the breast tissue is then removed. Additional liposuction may be performed to adjust contour. Free nipple grafts. Nipples are removed, resized, and grafted on the chest. Patients have limited sensation through the nipple areola complex, and though less common, some surgeons will maintain the original nipple or areola complex instead of grafting, which usually preserves nerve sensation. A note on this, I actually spoke about this subject with my top surgeon, and he said that if the surgeon or the patient chooses to keep the nipple areola complex in place and not do free nipple grafts, completely removing that to preserve sensation, it can lead to having a larger chest at the end of surgery. So post-op, you're going to be looking at having about an A-cup, which obviously is not the goal of FTM top surgery, but for individuals who have put nipple sensation as a top priority, that may be an option that they choose. Double incision top surgery is typically an outpatient surgery that lasts three to four hours. General anesthesia is used, but patients are rarely catheterized. Post-op care. After surgery, most patients are left with two medical drains. Small tubing that lines the length of the incisions under the skin that exit through a small incision under each arm, with a reservoir bulb attached at the ends to collect excess blood and lymphatic fluid. These drains are left in for several days to a week and need to be emptied by the patient or an assistant a few times a day. Many surgeons also have patients wear a compression binder after surgery for anywhere from one to six weeks. The binder helps prevent fluid buildup, aids the skin in adhering back to the chest wall, and also helps with minimizing scars. Healing times vary, but most patients return to desk jobs and light work after two weeks. There should be no heavy lifting, regular lifting of your arms over your head, or weight training for six to eight weeks. All right, moving on, let's talk about keyhole surgery. Keyhole top surgery is ideal for those who are small chested. During this procedure, a small incision is made along the bottom of the areola and the breast tissue is removed with liposuction through this incision. With keyhole surgery, the nipple stalk is usually left intact, though some surgeons will resize the nipple itself. The areola is not resized. Nerve sensation is maintained. This surgery is typically outpatient and lasts one and a half to three hours. General anesthesia is used, but patients are rarely catheterized, and post-op and healing for keyhole are the same as double incision. Next up is periareolar. The periareolar top surgery procedure, or peri for short, is ideal for those who are small-chested or those with B-sized chests with good skin elasticity. During this procedure, an incision is made all around the border of the areola. Additionally, a second, larger concentric circle incision 
is made and the resulting ring of skin removed. Breast tissue and additional liposuction may be performed. A drawstring technique is used to bring the skin together and connect it to the edges of the areola, which may be downsized. With peri, the nipple stalk is usually left intact, though some surgeons will resize the nipple itself. Nerve sensation is often maintained. Peri is typically an outpatient surgery that lasts three to five hours and general anesthesia is used. Next, we have inverted T or T anchor surgery. The inverted T top surgery procedure is ideal for medium to large chested men who wish to retain the most sensation possible in the nipple areola complex or NAC. Inverted T started as a breast reduction technique and has since evolved into a popular form of FTM top surgery. The procedure is similar to DI. Skin on the chest is opened along two horizontal incisions at the top and bottom of the pectoral muscle. Again, the muscle itself is not touched. The skin is pulled back and the breast tissue is then removed. Additional liposuction may be performed to adjust contour. The important distinction between DI and inverted T has to do with nipple grafts versus a resized and repositioned NAC. With inverted T, the NAC is reduced in size and repositioned via an extra vertical incision that runs from the bottom of the areola to the horizontal incision along the pectoral muscle. Because the nipple stalk and nerve are not severed, the NAC retains its blood supply and sensation. Thus, inverted T offers better sensation than DI. Inverted T also has the potential for less complications compared to DI because there are no nipple grafts, which have a risk of infection and loss. Inverted T is typically an outpatient surgery that lasts three to four hours. General anesthesia is used, but patients are rarely catheterized. Post-op for inverted T is the same as DI. Last but not least, we have buttonhole technique. This technique is an ideal procedure for trans men who prioritize nipple areola size, positioning, sensation, and pigmentation. Buttonhole technique enables the removal of larger amounts of breast tissue and skin than the keyhole and peri methods, making it a good choice for medium and large chest trans men. How it works. Similar to DI, two horizontal incisions, curved, straight, or oblique, are made at the top and bottom of the pectoral muscle, and breast tissue and excess skin is removed. Instead of using free nipple grafts, as in DI, the NAC is brought from under the skin through this opening, like a button through a buttonhole, and stitched into place. This approach helps to avoid the extra incisions required by the inverted T method. The result is a masculine looking chest with nipples that retain sensation and pigmentation, have appropriate projection, and have a more natural appearance than free nipple grafts. The buttonhole technique also has the potential for fewer complications as it avoids the risk of free nipple graft infection and or loss. The cost of buttonhole technique top surgery is approximately $7,500, which is accurate as of about February of 2016, so not that updated. After buttonhole technique top surgery, patients are left with two Penrose drains, 
which are small tubings that exit through the pectoral incisions and drains excess blood and lymphatic fluid into a dry pad. These drains are left in for just two to three days and patients report that they are much more comfortable than the more commonly used JP drains. The final thing that I'll discuss concerning top surgery is finances. The biggest question that I think everyone, including myself, have around top surgery is how much does it cost? Top surgery can range anywhere from $3,000 to $10,000. Some insurances will cover the cost of top surgery, but it all depends on the type of insurance, the type of top surgery, and the surgeon. If insurance does cover it, they will more than likely have conditions that must be met before they will agree to cover the cost of top surgery. For example, my insurance requires that I be on hormone replacement therapy for at least 12 months and be living as a male for at least 12 months prior to surgery. They also require two letters of recommendation from two separate therapists to assure that I am mentally prepared to undergo surgery. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode on top surgery. I'm sure you have plenty of questions about top surgery, and there's a lot more that I could talk about, but I didn't want to make this episode too long. I just wanted to kind of go over the basics. So I'm going to leave a link in the description where I got every bit of this information from, and this resource, I'm telling you, is incredible. They have a fact page where you can find all of the frequently asked questions, anything from post-op, pre-op, how it works. You can see pictures if you'd like, and you can even check out how much each surgeon costs. They have certain surgeons on the website itself, and you can see pictures of their before and after results and how much each surgeon costs. So that's pretty much gonna do it for this episode. I'm gonna leave you guys with a quick update it has been about seven or eight weeks since I had my top surgery consultation. So I should be getting a call any day now. This coming up Monday, I'm actually going to call my top surgeon's office and see what the deal is. So I should be getting my date for top surgery any day now. And I am so excited. So I'm gonna leave you guys on that note. If you have any questions that you don't feel like looking up yourself or can't find or are just personal to me, feel free to leave a comment. Feel free to find me on social media at DannyBrown02. DM me or leave me a comment. Just hit me up on whatever platform in whatever way you'd like and ask me questions. I'm completely open to all questions. Um, so I've said that before, but honestly, I love getting questions. I love answering questions uh, because I know that this is not really a popular subject. And especially once we start getting into transition involved things, people just don't know. So that's what I'm here to do to educate you guys and to just document my journey for myself. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode, and I will catch you guys in the next one.